Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna podcast. I'm excited that you're with me today. Uh, today, we have uh, a topic that I'm excited to share with you. Uh, actually came from uh, one of our um, guests who uh, had questions about uh, children and, you know, keto and just all of those wonderful things that we've talked about in the past. And how do you make this work? You know, how do you make it work if you are a busy mom, if you are uh, a very busy family that's on the go? How do you meet those basic nutritional needs of your children when you yourself are following a particular plan. It can get a little bit dicey, uh, but I'm hoping that today I can basically, uh, you know, help you to to simplify it and make it as easy as possible. So when it comes to cooking for the whole family, I think that the primary thing that I want people to know is that it is so, so important that uh, we make sure that our foods are, are nutrient dense, that they are whole foods uh, and that they are clean foods. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Let's break that down. So nutrient dense means that it, it basically has a high nutritional value. If you look at a lot of, for example, cereals and, you know, processed foods that are out there in the marketplace, there's not a lot of nutrient density there. It's a lot of sugar a lot of times. And so, you know, you're really not getting much uh, bang for your buck, so to speak, when it comes to a lot of those products. Uh, juice would be another example of a a product that it has no nutritional value um, and, and it's really loaded with sugar. So we want to make sure that we are eating, you know, solid whole foods. Okay. So whole foods, that just means it's broccoli. Okay. That's the ingredient, broccoli. It's an apple. Uh, that's uh, what's in it is apple. Or you're making meals that, that you're using whole food ingredients to create that incredible, wonderful dish. And then also foods that are real. So no process, nothing in a package, nothing in a box, nothing from a drive-through window, um, which is pretty much the standard American diet right now is just loaded with all of these artificial fake foods, what I like to call frankenfoods, and um, they're really not serving us at all, and they're certainly not serving our children. Uh, many, many parents do not realize that uh, glyphosate or Roundup is actually uh, in so many of our foods. So when you look at all of our, you know, crops that are commercially produced, you know, these would be non-organic crops. Um, you know, not only is glyphosate Roundup sprayed on on that crop to to um, a genetically modified crop to basically kill the weeds. But in addition, they found it's a great desiccant. It's a great drying agent. And so oftentimes um, with mass pr production of crops, they will, um, you know, spray uh, this glyphosate, this, this mixture on the crop so that it dries prematurely, which allows you a little bit of control when it comes to harvest time and so forth. Okay, I think this is a really bad idea uh, because the thing that we have seen over the past 30 years is this massive increase and glyphosate in our foods. And so when, when I say in our foods, I mean it's in the Cheerios, it's in the goldfish, okay? You can, you know, do a little research on that and see that the, the glyphosate has made its way 
into the standard American diet and is actually in most foods. In fact, it's really hard to get foods that don't have it. Your best bet is to, to basically shop organic and look at those things. You might be listening and you might be saying, well, what's the problem with glyphosate? You know, surely they've tested it, right? Well, you know, when they test these things, they do look and say, okay, this is supposed to be safe for human consumption. But what we know today in science is that it's not safe for your gut microbiome. And in fact, it's probably the number one uh, causative agent, in my opinion, that has that has wreaked havoc on our, our microbiome that basically renders many of our gut bugs ineffective, unable to do what they were meant to do. Okay, there's a reason that those gut bugs are in your GI system to help process things and so forth. And so if, if they're dying off because they're, be, they're being poisoned by this glyphosate, then we're going to have problems. And you can see how that will have an impact on our kiddos. So what would it do to the kiddos? You know, I, I did a um, podcast on gut health and I would encourage you to go back and take a listen to that. Uh, but when you look at the the gut, you know we have neurotransmitters uh, that are that are basically uh, being produced in the gut. We have the immune system, large portion of of immune system being produced there in the gut. And so when we destroy our children's guts by feeding them, uh, you know, glyphosate. What happens is, you know, they end up, they don't do as well in school. They have some, you know, cognitive uh, issues, uh, issues with memory, thinking clearly, that sort of thing. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they have, you know, some behavior issues because of the poor diet. Uh, and then certainly some immune system uh, issues as well. So that's just a little food for thought. Um, you can think about that a little bit and how you can clean that up. You know, I always say none of us are perfect. Okay. It's not going to be 100%. You, but there are some small changes that you can make. Maybe you are eating, you know, currently you're feeding your kiddo, you know, a cereal and you can make that change. Start with that one change, especially if it's something that they eat every day, you know, move it to a healthier option that's organic and so forth. So when I think about kids and I think about food, a lot of times I go back and I kind of start with the composition of breast milk uh, because, you, you know, when you think about, well, what percent of fat and protein and and carbohydrates, what do they need? Okay, what does a growing body need? And it's kind of interesting. So you can look at breast milk composition, which is typically about 40 to 55% carb, 30 to 40% fat, okay, so much higher fat content, uh, because um, as the nervous system is developing and growing, we need a lot more fat uh, to, to help uh, in that area. And then it's about 10% protein, okay? So that's kind of the breakdown. And when I think about meals for the family, um, it shouldn't be hard. So a lot of times, um, you know, one of the things I always talk about the psychology of the plate. And there's this really intense psychology of the plate, especially if you are from the Midwest. And it is that people think that They've got to have a meat, uh, a, a starch, like a potato of some sort, and a vegetable. Okay, so three things on the plate. Um, well, what I've learned or what I've come to realize is that uh, you can have some sort of protein source, whether it's um, vegan protein or, you know, animal protein, uh, but just clean, healthy protein source. And then you can typically fill that plate with about three different vegetables. 
and nobody's going to notice that there's not a potato or that there's not a, you know, starchy, you know, type of carbohydrate. And remember, we get plenty of carbs from our vegetables. When we're eating, you know, a, a wide variety of vegetables, we actually get pretty much everything that we need in that. Uh, so when I think about meals for the family, what I like to do is, um, you know, basically keep in mind, uh, you know, what what each person likes. You you know your children. There are certain things that they're not going to like. And a lot of times I kind of will will overcook. Okay. So I'm going to make, you know, whatever, you know, meat source or protein source that everybody likes. And then I typically am going to have a variety of vegetables, which typically aren't hard uh, to make, but something that 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 everybody likes. There's something there that that I'm offering. And then in terms of those carbohydrates, the healthy carbohydrates, especially for kids, you might be a mom who's really reducing carbs and you're not eating a lot of carbs and that's okay. You can still make it and have it for your kids. You're just not going to eat it or maybe you eat a teaspoon of it. But basically some of those healthy carbohydrate options would be like quinoa, um, you know, of course your vegetables I mentioned already and then, um, you know, even some some brown, some organic brown rice would be an option there for kiddos. Uh, so think about that a little bit. It doesn't just basically don't, uh, don't make it hard harder than it has to be. Uh, usually just filling that plate up is the way to go. And if they're hungry later, you know, they can get a healthy snack, something like that. What about picky eaters, picky eaters and veggies? You know, this is something definitely to address. And, you know, for picky eaters, one of the, I have a lot of parents who say my kids don't like any vegetables. Well, have you tried fixing it this way, that way? Do you know that for some of us, um, we might like raw broccoli, but hate it cooked? Or vice versa. We might hate, uh, you know, the, the other way around. The same with carrots. Okay, people generally prefer them cooked or raw. It's that way with a lot of vegetables, actually. So sometimes it's just figuring out what way does my kid like this vegetable? Okay, they won't eat it this way. Let me try making it this other way. And and you basically rotate through until you figure out what it is they like. You know, I always encourage people, figure out which way your kid likes broccoli because it is such a healthy food. It is a, a natural methyl donor, which means that it helps your body to detox and it does all of these wonderful things in the system. So so basically just trying a variety of vegetables and, and you'll find something that they love. Uh, what about allergies? Okay. So we have a lot of children out there with allergies and probably the best advice that I can give there is just to make sure that their gut is in check because there's so much of the immune system there. You want to make sure that they've got a healthy gut microbiome. That may mean that they need some probiotics uh, to help along with that. And that can absolutely make a difference along with the right foods. And then let me just talk a little bit about some snack ideas for kids and even uh, lunch ideas. If you're, you know, packing lunches, that sort of thing, it's okay. You know, kids don't have to have a sandwich, you know, with, with all that, you know, empty calorie or just, you know, basically bread that, that isn't really healthy. Okay. That's not doing a lot for their body. Uh, so try switching it up. Just pack a lot of fruits, a lot of veggies, uh, things like that, 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 that basically is, it's more nutrient dense and it's going to do more for their body in the long run. Um, I like having nuts around, uh, nut, nut butters. Uh, the thing that you want to avoid, you want to avoid a lot of those processed bars that have a tremendous amount of sugar in them. And, you know, all of those really, really high carb, hyper processed 
type of snacks that you see that come in a, in a bag, in a, in a box, whatever. A lot of those things, trying to avoid that will absolutely make a difference. There's a great site that I love, um, and there's a book that goes along with it called Paleo Mom. And um, Paleo My- Mom, um, it's Sarah, um, I can't remember her last name, but she's a PhD in nutrition. And she does a great job of kind of taking you through some of, uh, you know, just great nutrition uh, for kids. It says paleo. Don't let the, the the name fool you because I think that so many of these plans can be modified. And what we want is just healthy. So again, bringing it back to, you know, where I started, which is whole foods, nutrient dense and clean. That is the first priority when it comes to feeding our children, whole foods, nutrient dense and clean. And if you can, you know, check the box there and start with that, get rid of, you know, the, the, the processed cereal that's got the glyphosate, switch it over to, uh, you know, an organic option or even just some healthy fruit and vegetables. You know, a lot of kids will eat veggies in the morning too. Uh, it will make such a difference, not only in their behavior, but also in academic performance and so many other things. So I hope this has been helpful. And um, thanks so much for joining in. I really appreciate it. And uh, join in next week as we cover our 10-day sugar detox program. So I'm excited to dive into that with uh, many of you. So thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.